Most of the time, we're trying to impress the people that we were meant to impact. Always fear the quietest man in the room. Remember the people who sacrifice to make your journey possible. Inspiration is something that you do that keeps you hungry. The biggest failure is to succeed in a life that's not you. Welcome back to another powerful episode of the Mindset Podcast. I'm your co-host, Gabriel, and every episode we bring you a dose of inspiration, wisdom, and compelling stories that are sure to take your mindset to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Stay tuned. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. Today, we are joined by Kelly from Bay 13. Uh, Kelly, pleasure having you on the show. We've, we've talked about the show. We've had our mindset meetups twice out of, the, out of the three times at Bay 13, and we've always been talking about having you on. And today is the day, so welcome. Well, appreciate it, man. I always enjoy having you guys here at the, uh, at the brewery, and uh, I've always thought about, hey, jumping on the podcast. So again, I appreciate this, this opportunity to jump on with you guys. Yeah, man, absolutely. So we're we're excited to get this going. And, and in true mindset fashion, I know you already know this, Kelly. We always start with two just out-of-the-box, just weird warm-up questions just to get you thinking and get the juices flowing. And Gabe and I created these two this morning, so we're excited to see what your answers are. Gabe and I struggled with them like we do with all our warm-up questions. I feel like we always say the same thing because we, we never know like what our own answer is, but hopefully uh, you, can, you can entertain us here for a little bit. So the first one is... What would be the most surprising scientific discovery imaginable? So I, I've always been somewhat obsessed with um, the movie Back to the Future. Um, so I've always thought about time travel. Um, I don't know if that's possible within our lifetime. Um, but that being said, with the whole metaverse and the whole virtual reality, I think that there might be a way for them to recreate um, past lifetimes and worlds um, within the virtual reality realm based on historical documents, pictures. Um, where I'm at in Coral Gables, we've got the La Palma Hotel, or it's now the, it's gonna be a restaurant and retail, but um, that building's been there since the 20s. The St. Michelle, um, which has been there since the 30s. And then obviously the, the Biltmore, I just think it would be awesome to put on either a virtual reality headset and walk into the Biltmore and have it being during that time um, or vice versa going into the future in, in a virtual reality world. Um, I don't know if we'll actually be able to do actual time travel, but I've always, I've always thought that that would be the most coolest yeah. scientific experiment. The, the Biltmore, the Biltmore, if I'm not mistaken, Kelly was a hospital at one point. Um, yeah. Like, it's just so much history in Coral Gables, and I, I love it because Bay 13 is, like, right at the center of so much. It's interesting because a lot of historic buildings, but also yeah. a lot of more modern buildings, what we're seeing now. So it's a nice mix. So time tra going back in time is what you would say? Going back in time, yeah. I think that yeah. that would be the coolest coolest thing to, to discover. Um, That's super cool. I'm with you, Kelly. I mean, I, I'm a huge, like, docuseries and, like, movie buff, and... I think it was probably a few months ago that I watched like the cocaine cowboys and like all that, like Miami vice type of like things that happened years ago that, you know, you and I weren't even like alive to, to witness. And like our parents are just telling us these stories 
And I'm like, wow, like obviously those are dangerous times, but I would have loved to know stepping into kind of like a virtual reality. I have no doubt with uh, the whole metaverse and all these, you know, Oculus and all that stuff. That's that's probably underway as as we're speaking about it. But I think that's super cool. And even to walk, walk down Biscayne Boulevard when there yeah. were four high rises and then now to look around and see hundreds and hundreds and um, just a different time. And um, it'd be cool to, to do that. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure we're, we're not too far away from from something like that. I know that there's like a lot of video games um, that are out there where you can kind of play and, and be in a different time. But I'd like it to take another step further and interact with people back in those days and even the languages change and everything. So, yeah, hundred percent. No, I agree. Well, that that does it for our first question. Our second question of this little lightning round, Kelly, you work at Bay 13. It's a, a new and up and coming brewery. You guys have probably been open. Correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit over a year. I think our first mindset meetup was probably last July of 2021. And yep. I know you guys were open for about a month. So Bay 13 is fairly new in, in, in the, in the brewery uh, game, but I've had a couple of buddies of mine that they might have worked at other bars and other places, and they have some crazy stories to tell. So I'm interested to know if you have any, you know, interesting stories, crazy stories that you guys have maybe lived through in this past year um, at Bay 13 or maybe even any of your other experiences at other restaurants and bars. Yeah, so we're going up on two years in December. Um, I've been in the position for a year and a couple months, um, hosted a ton of events, um, always kind of some crazy stuff happening. Uh, best story I have, probably funniest story, is we had a wedding here about four or five months ago. Um, beautiful bride, awesome, turned into one of my one of our great friends. Um, had a great wedding, flawless, everything went perfectly. Um, I ended up going to their after party and partying with them afterwards. Um, two days after the wedding, I get a text from her name Sasha. She said, "Hey." do you know this guy in this picture with the red shoes? It's okay if you don't. She says that her, her husband thought that he was with her and she thought he was a guest of, of him. Um, so I said, no, I really don't know him. Um, are we, are we, do we have a wedding crashers situation going on? So this guy literally came to the wedding, knew no one. We don't know who he was. We got pictures of him from all the wedding photographers. Had a steak dinner, <laughs> drank about a half bottle of Glenn Levitt, oh. danced with her mom. <laughs> oh my god! And no one knows who this guy is to this day. So, um, oh. so funny. <laughs> we we have pictures of him back and forth, um, wiping off the the shoulder of the groom. Oh um, my god! It's just so funny, and he, he was totally not dressed the part. Everyone was in tuxedos and nice suits. This guy was in like a black black shirt, um, sweatpants, and red red Skechers shoes. No, so we stood this out. Guy. So my, my, so my oh, joke was man. that the guy was probably just walking his dog, having his coffee, took his dog home, said, "Let's jump in." Just jumped in the wedding and uh, acted like a guest of the wedding. So. Well, well, now you know if you if you're listening to this and you ever want to crash a party, Bay Thirteen is a place you can get away with it. So. Day 13, go hit them up, crash a party, have free wine, enjoy yourselves. That's some tequila that shots guy, are good. That guy deserves to have a picture like on the wall at Bay 13. Like, yeah. I want to oh, have yeah. a beer with that guy. That'll oh, my you. God. That That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Well, Kelly, I know that you are 
uh, the sales director over at Bay 13. I mean, you've been, you and your team have been doing an incredible job. I just saw you a few days ago with the first lady of the state of Florida. I mean, you just events after events after events. And I know you're a big part of that. And we're a big believer in you and what you got going on there at Bay 13. Uh, but for those who don't know you, maybe for those who don't follow you on LinkedIn, which I know you're also very active on, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you grew up, how you got into this uh, restaurant industry, and, and really just who, who's Kelly? Yeah, so um, my, my parents met at uh, Ohio State University um, a long time ago. I don't even know how long it was. Um, my dad was a, ended up being a great salesman, um, worked for a couple companies in, in uh, Polaroid, um, film and then ended up working for the Energizer um, battery company, moved us to Gainesville, Florida. Uh, when I was five years old, I grew up there, go Gators. Uh, mom, my mom's still in, in Gainesville, is, is right there off 34th Street on Bivens Arm and uh, great place to grow up, amazing. Uh, played varsity soccer um, in high school at, at Gainesville High. Um, I kind of got, that's where I kind of got my competitive edge. Um, I love competition, love sports. Um, didn't stay in Gainesville, wanted to get out of the city since I had grown up there. So I went to Orlando, uh, ended up going to UCF, playing rugby, uh, varsity rugby um, for the Knights at UCF, and then ended up getting into the hospitality program um, there. Um, again, a great decision, loved hospitality at that time, and it was an up-and-coming college. Um, ended up being, it, it is now, it's been the rated the top hospitality college in the nation. Nice. Shanghai Magazine. So um, it's been it's had I've had great success with that with the degree. Um, after college, I ended up getting into the hotel business. Worked with Hyatt Hotels and Resorts. Um, did their corporate management training program in sales. Uh, traveled. Went to uh, D.C. Lived in Georgetown for a year. Ended up going to Atlanta and Buckhead. Lived there for a year. Um, that's right around 2007, 2008, uh, actually 2008, 2009 when the recession hit and I just made a life, lifetime, uh, decision, um, packed up my stuff and moved down to Miami. Had never, uh, had never lived down here before, but had visited many times and absolutely loved the city. Um, once I got down to Miami, jumped around South beach, moved to Wynwood, moved around to a few different places. Uh, ended up working in some great restaurants. Um, the Ocean Air Seafood Room was one of them. Um, started doing more operations as opposed to sales. Did, started as a server. Um, so I, I came from a hospitality degree and as a sales manager in a hotel. And then I start and then I started there as a server. So that kind of took a little bit to kind of um, it's a little bit of a pride issue. But um, I said, hey, I have to do what I have to do. Ended up learning a lot on the front end of the front of the house end of it. So I uh, learned how to bartend from some amazing bartenders um, and then got the opportunity to start doing events again at that time. Um, became the, the sales uh, coordinator there. Um, again, amazing experience. Did some amazing events with that company. Um, and then left there, went to Foga de Chao, which was the Brazilian steakhouse uh, on the beach. Was there hey. for a few years. Preaching to the and choir. Loved it there was was number one in the company for a couple of years with them. I was back when there was 12 stores. Now there's like 100 now. Um, but yeah, I did, did some great things. I've topped around a little bit and then found myself back. Um, found myself in Coral Gables for the first time and here at Bay 13. So that's kind of kind of my story. Absolutely love the industry. Um, love the brewery aspect of it. Love the beers. 
Um, I'm in a place where I, I definitely enjoy coming to work each day, having a great time doing what I'm doing and, and really enjoying the people that I work with as well. Yeah, Kelly, that's so interesting. And I, I love that you just told the story. And again, like Anthony mentioned, preaching to the choir. I love Fogo de Chão. Like that's I'm Brazilian. So that's probably as close as I can get to like authentic Brazilian food, not to shame any other places. But Fogo de Chão is definitely one of the best. But just hearing your story and, you know, it's it's interesting to see because the hospitality and the restaurant business, you know, there's a certain like reputation around it. It's not, you know, it's, it's super fast paced. There's not really one or two people that stand out. Yeah, there's amazing, you know, uh, Michelin chefs. And and now there's, you know, bartenders that have gained a following and an influence on social media. But back then, 2008, 2009, when you were kind of starting off your career, I can't imagine that hospitality and, and the restaurant business and, you know, breweries and bars were were super sexy like they are now so i'm just i i applaud you for even taking that jump and you know wanting to dive into such a business like that because i think it goes to show that you're you're passionate about it but take us back to when you know you were at ucf like what was the deciding factor that you're like hey like i want to study hospitality was it that you had a certain experience at a restaurant what was that 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 that, uh, that decision like for you to kind of set set forth your career well it was actually one one person did that to me um i had been taking um, mostly business classes um, up to that point still trying to figure out what i wanted to do and then there was a prof- professor he's pretty well known now in the industry down here uh, his name's peter ricci um he's he's at fau now um but he's hu- huge in the industry he, he he did degree programs during the uh, during the lockdown during the COVID stuff um, oh, uh, hospitality certificates, but that was way back in 2006. He was the professor at UCF, um, and he, he just really changed it for me. He, he basically just broke it down and said, this is the best industry you, you want to be in right now. If you like taking care of people, if you, and that's my, really my personality is I really like going above and beyond and, um, not just making people satisfied with, with their experience at the restaurant or the brewery, but making lifetime memories to where, they remember you for, for years and you're in pictures with them and what have you. I don't, I don't want to do something to where I'm just forgotten the next day or, you know, I, I want to be someone that people can count on pe- people remember um, to say, Hey, well, my buddy's planning a birthday party. Let me give him a, let me give Kelly a ring or my buddy's doing a nonprofit. Uh, let me give Kelly a ring and, and always know that I'm going to be consistently, uh, consistently, perform well within within my my abilities yeah that's awesome and that that i think kelly is is your bread and butter and that of bay 13 like people can go there and know they're going to have a good time like they don't have to oh man you know it's going to be a hit or miss like they know they're going to get exceptional customer service they know they're going to get exceptional treatment and things of that nature so that's why i think so many people love bay 13 that's why gabe and i have had our mindset meetups twice already at bay 13 and more to come Uh, but kelly out of so many years of being in, in that industry in different restaurants, Bay 13 and others, what have you gathered is the most important leadership characteristic or leadership trait that you've acquired that maybe you didn't have before you started that you do now? Yeah. So um, I've kind of always had it. It's when you, when you're passionate about something and you find something that you really love doing, um, you kind of, you, you uh, your emotions and, your leadership is, is kind of brought out and people see that. So there's people that, you know, you don't know what they're going through each day. 
there's people that come in and they're having hardships, whether it be health or financial or what have you. Um, if you just come in with a smile and you, you really take your time to kind of see how people are doing and if they need to talk outside or if you need even like giving people a hug, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like it's like a lot to do, but it may like change their, their life forever. Um, I've had people that they're just tearing up and, you know, and you just take them outside and you say, hey, talk to me like, well, what's going on? And, and you give them a hug and that's it. And, and that kind of stuff to where I've had managers that could give, they could care less about you. You know what I mean? A lot of learning, it's not just from the people that have done so well and you learn the best things about how to lead and um, how to do things the right way. You learn a lot about how to do things the right way by watching people do things the wrong way as well. So as many great managers I've had, um, I owe it a lot. I owe a lot to those people, but I also owe a lot to the, the bad ones too. And it's funny to, th to think about it. Um, one of the worst ones I've had has been recently in my career. And I learned so much from that guy on how not to treat people that I owe him a lot <laughs> in the end. Um, also, I don't, I don't ever burn bridges no matter what. Um, I never, no matter what you're going through and what have you, um, I don't take anything too personally, you know, like it's, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes it's just business. Sometimes I want to take it personally, but if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to spend the time and, and effort and emotion on taking mm -hmm. things personally in the end, like what, what you're wasting your time, you should just move on and, and on to the next one. Especially in Miami, right? When, you know, when you said burning bridges, like you, you, when you live in Miami, you realize how small Miami actually is. Like people think oh, it's yeah. like millions of people and, but it's a very important lesson we just said there that you learned of not burning bridges because especially with when you move around within an industry, like let's say you go work at another restaurant, you're probably going to run into people that work, that worked with you in the past or what have you that maybe didn't treat you as well. And now, you know, Hey, here I am. We meet again kind of thing. Like people think right. like you meet somebody and then you don't see that person for a long time. But Miami has its funny way of having people circle right. back around. Sure. It's not, I mean, it, we're, It's funny because Miami's such a, a global global city and what have you, but the little pockets within the industries and within some of the neighborhoods, they're really just small towns, especially Coral Gables, Coconut Grove, South Miami. Um, it's it's Miami, but it's still small towns within. Um, so your your reputation is key as well. Like your your reputation is is really gonna um, catapult you to to the next position, or it's not gonna let you get into that next interview. Um, Your, your word as well is uh, always always coming through with what you say you're going to do. Um, I always like to, to respond immediately. Um, I, and you always have to follow up as well. Um, a lot of times within the, within the position, people get so busy, um, whether making menus and, 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 and servicing the events, that sometimes the follow-up isn't there. And I think that that, that second or third follow-up may be the, the key to the closing the deal in the end. Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. And I think, again, you know, circling back to what you mentioned previously, and I relate so much to what you said about learning and giving credit to those who may not have set the best example, but you learned all the, the bad things and all the things to avoid. I, and I went through something similar too early on in my career. Like my freshman, sophomore year of college, I was interning at, at a marketing agency and I was super hyped. I was so excited. Uh, you know, it ended up being like a four month internship. Um, And, you know, no disrespect to them, but the leadership wasn't the best. 
the 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 strategies, just like the overall morale of the company. Um, and I was the lowest of the lowest there. And I was I was, you know, one day thinking, hey, I want to have my own marketing company. I want to have my own agency one day and do what these guys are doing. But I'm like, I don't want to be like these guys. These guys are setting such a bad example. They're treating their clients so poorly. And someone told me they're like, pay attention to that, because as much as you want to learn the good from some people, there are people in your life that are meant to, to give you bad examples so that you can avoid them because we can learn by making mistakes on our own or we can learn from, you know, avoiding the mistakes that other people have already made. So right. I feel like that's such an important lesson. And I'm sure, you know, you're the leader that you are today and you're, you know, the sales director that you are today at Bay 13 because of all the culmination and all the experiences that you've gone through at all these other places that now you can accumulate and be like, hey, this happened at this restaurant. I know what's going to happen if that happens again. Let me try this. Like, let me avoid this. And I think that's such an important aspect. And I think that's such an important lesson for young people to learn today because they're looking right. for mentors and they're looking for people to, to, to kind of get advice from and seek guidance from. But they're forgetting about all the people that are in their life that may be setting a bad example where you don't have to listen to those people, but just pay attention to them so that way right. you can avoid those mistakes in the future. So I want to ask you again, being in this in this restaurant industry, um, where do you see it headed? Like, I, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit uh, uh, a little bit ago about the metaverse and, and going, you know, back in time and into the future. The hospitality industry is 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 one that I it really interests me a lot. And I'm sure you know who Dave Grutman is. And he's, you know, one of the biggest hospitality, um, you know, owners here in Miami specifically. Um, he's done such a great job. And that's really almost shifted my perspective in what hospitality and the restaurant business really has to offer. But coming from someone like you in the, in the business already, where do you see this business going? Because Anthony and I have had people on and we had a chef on recently and he was saying how, you know, especially with food and, and recipes and cooks and stuff, it's it's more of it's more than a meal. It's an experience. Right. And I think that's really where the hospitality and the restaurant business is going. It's yes, you're going there for a meal to to to, you know, get the food that you need to survive. But at the same time, it's more of an experience, a social happening for people to meet and, and mingle and really get to know new things and new cultures. Where do you think as someone in the business, you know, where do you think the future of the hospitality business is going? Yeah. So specifically within the Miami um, market, um, it's it's going to the sky at this point. I mean, we we've, we've got Thomas Keller going into the La Palma building within the next year. Um, just that being said, it's if all the, all the chefs are coming down here, David Grutman is doing huge things, doing opening up restaurants with Bad Bunny. And, you know, it's within the Miami realm, um, just with the influx of so many New Yorkers, um, and New North, Northeasterners into the city um, that I think that it's re it's really going to be one of the top global culinary destinations um, with obviously within the world. Um, it's awesome. Um, now, in terms of the macro sense of the, the industry, I think that we're going to continue to see um, trends to where technology is going to be implemented on different levels. Um, I was just looking at a thing on, on LinkedIn the other day. It's are we really going to need actual bartenders within the next 10, 20 years? I think yes and no. Um, for a service bar that can a robot is going to be able to make those drinks more efficiently and more consistently than any human ever could. But are we going to get to the point where a robot is going to be able to have 
an intelligent conversation and be a psychologist and be a tour guide and be, I think eventually, yes, <laughs> but that's kind of even scary to think of um, at this point. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot more, um, the, I think that the food is going to be continue to be elevated as well. Um, I think that the cost of food is going to probably be continue to be higher priced for at least the short term, um, just due to the uh, every all, everything that's going on within the economy and the, and the world, the global world. Um, mm. uh, the bar end of it, um, I think we're we're probably going to we're going to probably go back to more um, cocktails that are made with science, and it's there's going to be cooler kind of drinks out there there's going to be the, the liquor is going to be more pure um they're going to continue to evolve with technology the different types of alcohol that um, we have there's i think that they're going to start doing a lot more uh, a lot more beer stuff too i think that with with the trend of this the breweries that are coming out i think that there, there's going to be tenfold before it's all over um, people don't like drinking cheap beer anymore. That's, I mean, it is what it is. You can see it by the numbers. Um, people yeah. are into craft beers. That doesn't mean everyone's going to be drinking an IPA. Um, right. But even with with our with our brewery, is we're brewing a lot of um, lighter Mexican lagers. Um, mm. We just did a, a black lager. It's a darker beer, but it's very light. So pe- people are going to continue to get onto that craft craft beer. Um, bandwagon i think for the for the foreseeable future um something we've started doing recently is um beer paired dinners so a lot of places have done wine wine paired dinners um, especially with like california wines they'll do a different set of meats a prefix menu um and then different different wines from a certain region or a certain grower um we're doing it with different types of beers paired with different meal um, food items as well um and that's been a success um We've been doing that for probably three, three, four months now. We'll be continue to do that for the foreseeable future. Um, that's been great. Um, what else? Uh, events. Um, no, since no one could get married during the COVID stuff, um, there's going to be a ton of social groups coming up within the next few months. Um, everyone that didn't have either a, uh, a holiday party is probably going to have a huge one this year. Um, yeah. This December. So I think I, I think within the next few months the the event side of the business is gonna is gonna be booming, yeah. um, probably a lot more than last year. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but the last week of of December last year, we had all of our events were canceled. Mm. Can't remember who it was the Omicron or the Delta, but that one of those last waves and it knocked out the entire books for the mm. last from the twenty second to the thirty first of that wow. month. Uh, we lost half of our staff during that time. So we were running on bare bones. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that something like that doesn't happen and continue to happen yeah. again. I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just well, it, it's been a crazy time. It's been a crazy last couple of years for the event events business. But um, if you if we've been through all this, I don't I don't see anything that we can't can't get through at this point. Well, Kelly, I wanna I wanna correct you a little bit. Everybody likes more expensive beers if you're not in Gainesville. If you're in Gainesville, you want whatever <laughs> it is, watered-down grape juice, put some alcohol in it, call it a day, two bucks. I mean, come on, Kelly. You 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 were, you were lived in Gainesville. You know how I, it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm chugging Natty Light. <laughs> watered-down apple juice. Just give me something that doesn't look like water, and I'll drink it. 
Uh, come on, man. You're you're way more sophisticated than I was when I was in college, man. I thought you I'm were like 35 on, on years old. Of the games billions. I, I personally, I I'm not too much into beer. Game knows. Don't I'm lie. Like, Don't I, lie. Just just messing with you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Games will never change. I said that. College students, man. We're on a budget. We're on a budget. We'll take whatever we can get. But no, good, there you go. good point there. And uh, last question for you, Kelly, before we wrap up here. Uh, and you know, I think this is going to be a good one. What what would you do, right, talking about time travel a little bit, kind of circling back, what would you do if tomorrow you were able to go back in time and talk to your, and I know you're so young, but talk to your 20-year-old self, 19-year-old self. If you can go back in time tomorrow and go back to young Kelly, whatever you're doing at that age, what advice, knowing everything that you know now, would you tell 20-year-old Kelly? That's, a, that's kind of a tough one, man, because... Honestly, I, d- I don't have that many like regrets with what I've done in my life. Um, I probably would have said that I probably would have told him to drive slower <laughs> and um, not have wrecked those three freaking awesome cars that I had. I had oh, uh, 79 Mercedes. I had a oh. 91 Prelude SE. Oh. Um, yeah, I, oh, honestly, man. though, like c- driving when you're when you're eight, 16, 18, 20 years old, it's totally different than driving today. Now, now I'm like in the right lane, going. Yeah, yeah. taking it easy. On 95. <laughs> Back then, I was flying through. Like I'm, honestly, I'm lucky I didn't die. We, I, I was, I've been in two accidents, pretty decent, not horrible ones, and then one pretty bad one where a car flipped over. Um, oh. That, I mean, that, that's probably what I would have told him is just be a little bit safer. Yeah. Um, Back then and. Um, I don't know what else. Drink a little bit less. <laughs> I think most, you're, most, you're, most bad decision I've made have, have been come through uh, shots of tequila at 12 o'clock. Oh, man. No, it's, it's you know, R&D, research and development. You're in the right business, man. It's 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 all right. Um, I think we can all agree that we probably would have driven a little bit slower. But as we wrap up here, Kelly, I need to ask you this. And this this one's for the people. Right. And I, I don't want to get any hate for this question. And I um, know this, you know. The seltzer business has has taken over these last few months and and years even. You being the beer connoisseur that you are, working at Bay 13, what is your take on seltzers? Because I know the whole carb thing, the whole sugar, all that stuff. But tell me, tell me for the people, what what's what's the truth? What what's your take on it? I hate it, man. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> there you have it. Thank you for coming, guys. Mindset. Yeah, yeah. Seltzer's done, man. <laughs> so get a Tito's and soda. Isn't that basically the same? No, I just, I can't, I can't drink it. I, I've tried a few. I can't do White Claw. Um, there's no taste. It's, I don't, I don't even know what I'm drinking. Like, honestly, and the, the buzz on it is, it's a weird buzz. Like, I don't, our, our brewer hates it. So we'll never have seltzer here. So um, if you want to do seltzer, uh, you're going to have to find somewhere else to do Go it. Somewhere now, else. Sou- now, Sours, that's a different one. Sours, Sours, I've come on to a lot. Um, with some of these different sours that they're coming out with, they're pretty spectacular. But um, seltzer, I eh, can't do it, man. Interesting. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. Seltzer's Bay 13. You'll never hear them in the same sentence. But, uh, Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, again, you've played such a pivotal role uh, behind the scenes of the Mindset Podcast, even though people don't really know. But, you know, you know, facilitating and, and helping us with the Mindset Meetups, which is such a big part of, of who we are and, and you know, the reason why we do this. Um, so again, we've done it two times. It will definitely, you know, not be the last. We'll definitely be there very soon. And, you know, for any of our friends listening, where can they find you? Where, where can they go to, 
Bay 13, find you guys on social media. Where are you guys at? Yeah, uh, Bay 13 Brewery on, on Instagram. Um, we're at 65 Alejandra Plaza in Coral Gables, across from the Hyatt and the La Palma building. Um, I'm here all the time. Come by, have nice. a flight of beers, taste some of the beers we have. We have an excellent kitchen, um, full liquor bar, some awesome bourbons, uh, and uh, biggest Australian wine list in the nation. One of them. So, wow. A little bit for everyone, man. You can't wait yeah. to have you guys back, man. Look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. And if you're looking for seltzers, not there. Nope. Not a Bay 13. 11 <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Angel. Well, thank you so much for having us. I don't know if – did you want to plug your LinkedIn? I know you're active on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's uh, Ke- Kelly Griffin on LinkedIn. You can just search me, and I've got a lot of people, so you'll probably just be able to find me pretty quick. Awesome, awesome. There we go, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and Mindset out. What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode with our rock star guest. If you were listening to this episode, make sure to check us out on YouTube for the next one. And please make sure to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with friends, family, even your pets. And we'll see you all at the next episode.